nice. They're truly fine. Oopsie. Oh, you're right. But they're still not in Darien's league. <gasps> Where? Which way? Oh, I see them now. Where? Let me fix my eyes on them. He looks like my ex boyfriend. Oh. They come to this great beach, and all they do is ogle boys. And your point would be what? Moon Podcast Escalation! Hello everyone, my name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and talk about why it is that we love it so very much. And this week, this week we've got a spotlight. And okay, there's there's good news and bad news. A whole new miracle romance. No, no, (laughs) no, no. There's good news and bad news. What's the good news? Well, the the good news is that it's an Ami spotlight that's oh, not about Greg. Terrific. Great. Everybody will be happy then. Yeah, everybody will be happy. The bad news is the rest of the episode? I mean, no, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. But we do get some... We do get the introduction of... The new Jordan's Miracle Romance. New favorite ship. Yeah. yeah. Which is very upsetting. <laughs> Although I believe I believe probably the most age appropriate relationship we have seen on the show ever. No, well, uh, no, I mean Ami and Greg is more That's not a relationship. That's they they just hung out a couple times. <laughs> we are going to be watching episode 144 of Sailor Moon Supers, which is called Shining Summer Days, Ami Under the Sea Breeze. And to help us talk about that, we have invited back two very good friends. Megan and Aaron Carney, welcome back. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Thank you. I know I know you were saying they were very good friends of ours, but it made it sound like they were very good friends rather than mentioning that they were sisters. Well, <laughs> they seem like they're very good friends yes, of each other. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty good friends. Yeah. We're okay. <laughs> Two pretty good friends. <laughs> But you're not just friends, you're sisters. We are. This is our sister business. Mm-hmm. Now, we talked about your history together with Sailor Moon, uh, which goes back for uh, Aaron's entire life and most of Megan's. Correct. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> 26 years. Do you have any recent Sailor Moon developments in your life? Uh, Megan, we'll start with you. Actually, I do. Because we were talking about doing a, a chibi business, I was looking into Sailor Moon fan films last week. So I spent a, a lovely morning on YouTube watching some really fun Sailor Moon adaptations by, uh, I guess, just fans. Uh, I really enjoyed, um, there was a series uh, YouTuber called Kelly Eden did, where she and some friends cosplay the Sailor Scouts and make cooking videos and makeup tutorials. Uh, they were so good. It was really, really funny. I believe I've seen those, and we should we should definitely do a a, a chibi business on fan films at one point. Uh, you did send over Moon Animate Makeup one and yes. two, which we have covered on the show. Those That's were in, in the pre chibi business times. We did just did bonus episodes on those. Those are so good. Um, I actually use those in the classroom. Uh, oh. I teach uh, 
college level animation. And those are some ones we look at when we talk about um, stylistic adaptation. So what do you like, what do you cover? Is it just like, oh, here's how you can do the same story in different styles? Uh, Actually, uh, because I was teaching character design that semester, a project I assigned to them is I give them uh, I get them to draw from a hat. I get them to draw like a classic property and a modifier. So they might get like, oh, I've got Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and I have to design it as a preschool show. And so we just look at um, some classic properties that have been done in different styles. And Moon Animate Makeup is just a really fun thing to run at the beginning of class to sort of be like, look at these wacky choices people made, but they're still all really identifiable. Like you need to think about this when you're changing up something. That is quite a definition of classic properties you have. <laughs> we're old now. We're, we're very old now. Okay, fair. Erin, uh, how about you? Do you have any recent Sailor Moon developments? Uh, yeah, just the other day I was down in this ancient comic book shop just going through, uh, going through their backlog, and I found a whole stack of, like, probably from the 90s Sailor Moon temporary tattoos. So I own them now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, yeah. How many are do you have on right now? Uh, I don't have any on right now, but uh, that will change come next weekend. I just, I guess I could put them on a part of my body that wouldn't show up in like work. Well, that, that mean, uh, yeah, I have to ask what happens next weekend. Oh, I just I have I have court this week. Oh, so. okay. Because oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 question was immediately going to be: Are you going to use them, or do you save them in pristine fashion? But I guess you are going to use them. I will absolutely use them. Describe them to us. Tell us about them. They're, they're just, um, they're, I, I can go get them. They're just, they're just little poses. Um, just all the scouts? Just, just of the scouts in various poses. Like, um, it looks like something that may, like the drawings may have initially been made for like, you know, some media release or something. Cool. There's a lot of geometric patterns behind them. Oh, Sailor Moon tramp stamp. Yes. I just, uh, I just Googled the temp- Sailor Moon temporary tattoo to see what I, what I'm seeing. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, Jesus. First of all, it's bringing up real tattoos, so <laughs> that's in- inaccurate, Google. Honestly, uh, I-, I know you didn't want to have, like, Sailor Moon, you know, on your on your arm when you go into court, but what better to show people that you are a soldier of love and justice? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And what is the court system about, <laughs> if not? It's not justice. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's true. Oh, my gosh. Pretty lawyer Sailor Moon. Oh, she couldn't handle being a lawyer. Come on. Pretty Lawyer Sailor Moon might have to be... We have not released the latest chibi-sode that Aaron and I recorded, but Pretty Lawyer Sailor Moon might have to be the title of that one. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to hear this. She could use the disguise pen. That comes with some abilities, right? Would it give her actual, like, lawyer uh, knowledge? She would be able to actually do the job? Maybe. Maybe. Oh, (laughs) she could pass the bar while transformed. (laughs) I mean, that depends on whether you think that when she turned herself into a cute sailor, which still upsets me, that if she got sailing knowledge from that. Well, she drove a boat. I mean, yeah, she did. So wait, in that episode, she drove the boat. Didn't she? I think she did. That's why she turned into a sailor, wasn't it? No, it was to blend in. Uh, That's what it's a disguise pen. No, Jordan, there was no one around when she turned into a, a pretty sailor. Wait, which one? You know what? Wait, I'm confused. Because I was thinking it was the cruise ship one. But no, in the cruise ship one, she turned into a photographer. Right. She turned into a photographer, which gave her a camera. 
It did, to be fair, it did give her so, a camera. I'm going to argue there there is a precedent for her being a really, really good attorney using the disguise pen. Okay. So does that mean... so? Wait, like legally blonde style, though. I mean, honestly, then, in that case, I was already upset that she doesn't use the disguise pen anymore. But if it has this kind of abilities, then get the fuck out of here. She should be using it all the goddamn time. Maybe they wrote it out because it was too powerful. Yeah. I think we all agree that she should be using the disguise pen more than she does. Like, does that mean she could be like, disguise pen, turn me into a <laughs> more more competent superhero? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Like, you know, the kind that doesn't have to be told to use her attack every episode. <laughs> How dare you? Listen, I love her. You know, I kid her because I love her. I know. I know. All right, uh, so if that is all the Sailor Moon updates that you have, uh, Aaron, I think I think go for it, honestly. Just go for it. Yep, just full full sleeve. I'll do it. Full sleeve. Full sleeve. Put them oh, all yeah. on. And then go in like what? Put one on your face. Yeah, just see what they say. <laughs> put like, put like, uh, like Ami, where the teardrop goes. Oh my on, God. On your cheek. Yes. And then be like, yeah, what? That's funny. I was thinking that, and I was like, no, Megan, don't say that. <laughs> well, I said it yeah. anyway. We just say those things. We just say You're it. the braver of the two of us. All right, so should we go ahead and get into the episode? Yeah. Sure. Alrighty. Let's do it. Hey, Jord. Yeah. Oh, no, no. <laughs> As previously mentioned, we are watching episode 144, which is called Shining Summer Days, Ami Under the Sea Breeze, which is weird because a breeze is not something you are usually under, but whatever. That's that true. is the issue I have with the title. Did our friends at Cloverway also have an issue with the title? Uh, yeah. And Chris, let me tell you something. If you had an issue with that title... <laughs> <laughs> Like, I can't believe they watched this episode and called it this. Uh, so are you saying it doesn't have anything to do with, like, the beach or oceans? Oh, no. Or... no, no, you know what? It does. Let's see. It's a play on a old phrase that has to do with uh, that stuff. Is it called Beach Blanket Bishouju Senshi Sailor Moon? <laughs> Chris, you've got the right old phrase. You just got the wrong, uh, you know, twisting it. Like, like I, I was on the right track with Beach Blanket Bingo? Yes. So now imagine that you were starting with Beach Blanket Bingo, and then you said, yeah, but it has to indicate that things go wrong. Ooh, now I'm really, now I'm even more confused than when I was making that joke at the beginning. Call it Beach Blanket Bingo, but change that so that it indicates that things go wrong. Uh, Beach Blanket Yes, <laughs> you're on the right track. But... Yep, you got it so far. <laughs> Beach blanket bucked up. <laughs> you had two letters, the first two letters, right? What What are you talking about? This is... Beach blanket, Beach blanket buggy. Bungle. Bungle. Oh, that's that's not a bad title. Beach Blanket Bungle? That's a, You know what? That's a pretty good title for this episode, I'm going to say. What? For this episode? Yeah. You would say, you would watch this, you finished watching this episode earlier this morning and went, man, what a beach blanket bungle they got into. 
Uh, no, I thought I didn't think they got it. I thought I was like, oh boy, Tiger's Eye really bungled this one up as per usual. All right. I, I All would right. defend this as a as a title for Blanket this episode. bungle. Okay. Okay. Uh, it is from my birthday, my 13th birthday, oh. is when this originally aired, uh-huh. August 12th, 1995. It was written by Ryota Yamaguchi, directed by Hiroki Shibata, and the animation director was Masahiro Ando. It is the annual Let's Go to the Beach episode, right? Mm -hmm. They do one of these every year. I'm absolutely here for that. Oh, yeah, I love it. I love when they do, like, the traditional episodes. You know, the, the, well, we're an anime set in school, we gotta do this. (laughs) Aaron and I watched this uh, this morning. We both already watched it, but we did a recap. Uh, and we both talked about how charmed we were by how, like, Japanese the setting was. Oh, it's got some really interesting cultural points that are clearly like considered universal over there. And I thought that was really a charming thing to see. Is this this isn't their summer break though, right? Yeah, I think it is. Like, so they're not going to be in school for the rest of the season. Well, I mean, the the summer break isn't that long in Japan. Yeah, it's only a couple of weeks. Mm. Also, it, but but I mean, also their summer break is it is it like our summer break here? Obviously, uh, is the dividing point between two school years. Yes. But they've been talking about trying to get into high school, which I can't imagine that they're going to be in high school in a couple episodes. Well, that was also my question because remember how there was an entire plot about them studying for their high school entrance exams that we just haven't dealt with. Yeah. Ever in theory, yes. The the school year should be starting after the summer break. Uh, that is not what happened. Now, I don't have anything to back this up right now, but I had the impression that the summer break sort of falls in the middle of the school year, so that they'll go back to the same year they're in for another half semester. But I think if they've taken their high school exams, they may not have the results yet. I'm, I'm Googling Japanese school year. I am basing this mostly on my understanding of Common Rider. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm definitely drawing on Azumanga Daio. Yeah, okay. So so you and I are coming at it from similar positions. <laughs> <laughs> My understanding is that, um, as I've said before on the show, uh, the interesting thing about the way that they air the Super Sentai shows and the Kamen Rider shows is that they come on, like, they're part of a block, right? They're part of Superhero Time, which is an hour-long block, and Super Sentai airs at 7, and Kamen Rider is at 7.30. Uh, so if you're a kid, you have these two shows that you watch, but they don't give you a jumping off point because Super Sentai is calendar year. It starts in February uh, and runs through early January. Common Rider is school year, so it starts in September and runs through August. <laughs> so when the show that you're watching ends, you're still watching the other show for another three or four months. Well, well apparently, weird. Chris, you're mistaken because... According to Kids Web Japan, okay, the, the uh, fantastic website, a good the Japanese, <laughs> the Japanese school year begins in April. Really? Yeah, and that the first term runs to around July. So this would be after like the first term of their school year, and they would still have uh, another bazillion months to go. Huh? Erin, you've been over there. Do you know anything about it? Uh, that was uh, that's my understanding of it as well. Is it essentially runs um. 
kind of a little more coherently than ours. So like, yeah, like, (laughs) so like the first part of the year is the first part of your school year. And then the latter half is the latter half. And actually it looks like they've got, let me see. It looks like they've got three terms it goes it runs uh, april to july then they go back in september for september till december and then they go back in january uh for january to march yeah um, so it's it's similar to some schools out west in canada that, that essentially operate year-round instead of having the the big divider the middle summer break that's really weird. Um, in addition, by the way, this also just lets me know that that's when the uh, government and businesses start their fiscal years in April, which is very different from over here. Hmm. That is interesting. Well, that's, you know, that's after the first quarter over here, uh, which is when freelancers always get fired. Just so you know. <laughs> or yes, we well, actually, actually, it's it's that's either after the first quarter or the second, depending, because it's the f- first quarter of the calendar year, but a lot of places for the fiscal year, it starts in October. Hey, great. Thanks. Great. So it's sailor business. I'm finally giving us the business part. No, no, just thanks for telling me that here in early June. <laughs> I'm not talking about the firing part. I was talking about the sure. end of the first quarter. Anyway, let's continue. Anyway. So the point being we're on the beach, it's the beach episode. It's summer break. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're down mm-hmm. on the beach. Uh, there's a bunch of dudes in little shorts. Very little shorts. And uh, Minako, again, w- we have now, finally, she has a character. And finally, <laughs> Minako is the horny one. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. I couldn't believe her introduction in this episode. Yeah, she is She is hunched over. I watched this with Aiden uh, the first time I watched it last week. And uh, the shot of Mina is so weird because she's on her knees but like bent fully forward and you only see her for a minute and Aiden was like whoa! Because she thought it was a weird, like weird topless Minako. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, like Land Lake style? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's not. They, what's funny about this is, so Mina is looking at boys through a uh, through binoculars, which it's funny to me because if they had a male character doing it, it would be so sleazy and scummy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like if it was, well, oh my God, I forgot the name of Melvin. If, if Melvin was looking through, Umino. if <laughs> Umino was looking through binoculars at all the ladies at the beach, it would be like, ah, oh, Umino, get out of here. Disgusting. But it's, it's Mina and all the girls are very excited to grab the binoculars away from her and see all these boys. Well, Jordan, mm. That's. Do we have to explain systemic power dynamics in society? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> well, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> the fact that I like in this is when Sailor Moon grabs the binoculars, we see uh, her eyes, and they are basically just the same size as Sailor Moon's eyes. <laughs> like, no, that's like, a good point. The eye, her eyes are the same size when we see them through the binoculars, and they are magnified as they are on her actual head. I thought that was funny. And she's like, that guy's, isn't she, isn't she like, that guy's good looking, but not as good looking as Mamo. Yes. So everybody's creeping on boys. And then all of a sudden, into the <laughs> binocular shot comes a Speedo. We get a big close-up of a dude's crotch. Yeah. I think this episode does a lot to um, sort of even out the panty shot ratio of the rest of the show. <laughs> 
Good point. Good point. The crotch in question belongs to one of three dudes that are coming over to hit on the Sinchi. And we have a uh, Speedo dude. Uh, to his right, we have, I'm just going to call him Normal Dude. Uh, and then to our left, we have Thick with Two C's guy. <laughs> D- who, who I like. He looks like a Goron from Legend of Zelda. I like him. Cause he's, cause you know what? He's owning it. He's working it. He's confident. He's going up to these. He's going up to these girls. Shingoing. Yeah, I was gonna say shingoing, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like him. I appreciate him. Speaking of which, the ladies then call Shingo. Please c- correct me if I'm wrong. I understand that they keep using the word bodyguard in this, but he comes up pretending he's their pimp, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Or yeah. a One Piece cosplayer. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's got a weird he's got a weird hat. He's got like a straw hat and a scar drawn onto his face and sunglasses. I mean, he looks like he's auditioning for membership in the Squirtle Squad. Honestly, <laughs> chewing on a toothpick. I think right. It's it's a we, it's like or a super, straw or something. Yeah, it's like a. I don't know what look he's going for. He's bad news. And he, well, because he comes up and he goes, hey, you, what do you want with my women? Yeah, which is, this is something that, that they have requested that he do. Oh, yeah. This is not, he's not, he's not taking liberties. They were like, hey, Shingo, pretend you're our pimp if guys come by that we don't like. I think that's just being a good brother. <laughs> now, they don't do this in the new dub, in the Viz dub. But uh, in the subtitles, no, they do. Well, no, in oh. the particular line in the subtitles, the guy leans over and says, "It must be the heat." Uh, which I don't know if that means, "Oh, this child has gone crazy because it's hot outside," or if he's saying, "This is the cops." But I like, <laughs> uh, I like either of those. Oh wow! Uh, so what then, does he say in the old dub? Let me see. He says, "These ladies are spoken for in the in the old dub," <laughs> which. Uh, yeah, okay. I guess that works. <laughs> this is a really weird scene, dude. I like it. I'm happy we've got... Um, like, I like it when we get to see Shingo, and I like it when there's, uh, like, the implied family dynamics there. Well, would you like uh, Would you like the bad news? Oh, is this the last Accor- Shingo? Yeah, according Final to... appearance. According to Wookie oh. Moon, it's the last appearance in the series, which is weird that they would, for his last appearance, setting up set him up with an ongoing relationship with one of the scouts and then just never show him again. I mean, that is the way of all Greg's. <laughs> this is Amy's curse. This is what she does to people. Uh, so he's upset. He doesn't like pretending to be a pimp. So they're yelling about it. And uh, Mamo couldn't come because he had college research to do. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Had to grade all those papers. No, <laughs> no. What is what? He's in college. Is that where? They're, yeah, they're, that's the accurate thing, right? Oh, God. He's, like, finishing up med school. Uh, he's not a doctor. He's getting his third PhD. <laughs> they're all upset about it. And then... Uh, he's Ami- old, is what I'm getting at. He's no, much I, older. I got the joke. I just didn't. I don't know if you got it, but he's he's very old. I got, I got the joke. Oh, I should mention, I don't think we mentioned, Ami's not there at this point. Yeah, Ami and Chibi are absent from the, the perving. Uh, experience. Yes, shockingly. Um, so it's only then can, that. Can we do a quick fashion corner, though? Oh yeah, go for it. 
Uh, because these are, I believe, all new swimsuits. This is a different swimsuit than we've seen Usagi in. I kind of wish she was still wearing the one that was all moth-eaten with the bows. I love this swimsuit. Yeah. The little yellow with the, the gradiated marks. I think it's so cute. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, also, Ray has on this like really cute two-piece that has kind of like a, a skirt uh, bottom on it. That's really good. Uh, and uh, Minako or uh, Makoto's also is really cute. It's like a one piece with like a big pink top that's kind of like you know tapered. Uh, it's it, they're really good. I like them. They do a good job with the fashion in this episode. What about Ami? Uh, well, Ami is. I thought she was wearing like her school swimsuit for a second, <laughs> which would have been a little on the nose, but it's not. It's just like a blue one piece. She's kind of the only one. I guess Mina's also in her colors. But but Mina and Ami are the only ones in their Sailor Scout colors in these uh, in these swimsuits. And Chibi is wearing uh, a red. She's oddly enough, they put Chibi in a two piece, which I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, but with all sorts of bows on it, it's 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 fine. It's nice. Yeah. Megan, Aaron, any any thoughts on on Fashion Corner before we move on? No, I'm 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 good. So it's important to note what happens with Ami here, which is that Ami comes up. Ami comes up and is nice to Shingo, and we get a full pan up the body while her body sparkles. <laughs> with it's Shingo vision. Yes, we get to see it from Shingo's POV as he slowly looks her up. It's a it's a real shine off of illusion. <laughs> uh, also. Minako says that Shingo has a crush on Ami because she's strangely nice to him. <laughs> and it's not that strange. I mean, she's just polite. <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe if the rest of you jerks were polite, uh, things would happen a little better. Yeah, that's more of a commentary on the rest of the scouts than uh, than anything about Amy or Shingo. Like, I don't think that the show actually makes it so that Shingo runs away because he has an erection. But Jordan, <laughs> it gets pretty close. Jordan. Because they are like, come into the water with me. And he's like, I'm going by myself. And he leaves. Jordan. It, tell me that. This is a show about children. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I mean, he's of the, of the age. To Jordan. Start. What? Jordan. <laughs> Which part of what I'm saying is inaccurate? It's all, it's all of it. All of it. It's all bad. <laughs> It's oh, all, bad it's is one bad. thing. Inaccurate is another. <laughs> hey, uh, Megan, Aaron, do you guys want to be the new co-hosts of the show? <laughs> sure. Wait, like happy. permanent, like permanent co-hosts. Well, all right, all right, sister. Business. I mean, again, yeah, it makes it sound Sign like you're giving the entire show over to the two of them. Like both of us are retiring because yep, it's ours now. Yeah, yeah, I am. I am also retiring in disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> Great, thank you so much. Thanks for joining us, guys. Alright, so we'll see everyone next week. You guys on? Uh, <laughs> well, wait, I mean, should we finish this episode first? Or? No, no, no. Oh, everybody, uh, hey, what did we bye. learn from this episode? <laughs> <laughs> I think we all learned a lot about erections. If that's what you're Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, segueing. Uh, Aaron and I were talking this morning about how odd we thought that a lot of this was just. Aaron on TV and that we were allowed to watch yep. it. Prime time. Having... 7.30. Yeah. Prime mother... time. Yep. Interesting. I don't know, but I don't know about you guys, 
But here we got the theme song with the Naked Sailor Scouts on TV. Did you get that version of the theme for, song? For S? Or for Super S, I mean? Yeah, for the television broadcast. I, I wasn't watching it on TV when by the time Super S came out. Uh, so I don't know if that if they got that. I don't what? Theme song with the Naked Sailor Scouts. Like the, the... Dude, Chris, every episode that you're watching starts with the Sailor Scouts oh, flying through okay. the air naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you were imagining, you were imagining like lyrics <laughs> where they're like oh, flying God. around completely naked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I wondered because I've had some people say like, oh, we didn't get that version. Uh, of the animation and i know we definitely did here and i've always kind of wondered like how how did that just get past the censors how did that get past our mother yeah how did it get past mom <laughs> i don't think it's meant to be like naked naked i i think i mean it's barbie doll naked but it's naked but i i don't know i feel like it's in their minds in, in the because i don't think and again i could be wrong and we'll deal with this again later in a big way in the show um i think it's like like a weird spiritual soul nakedness not a soul naked oh it is right not For a sure. body naked but uh-huh. they censored the transformation but this wasn't censored oh they censored the uh, yeah that's right deke did censor the transformations early on they took out all the inner uh line work yeah line you're work. right i forgot about it. and they censored jupiter's butt um then you know what you're right it's just, it's interesting. It is. That or they're all just wearing glowing morph suits? I don't know. What yeah, I guess that's a good excuse. So, speaking of things that are inappropriate, we cut to the Dead Moon Circus, <laughs> where Zirconia, Madame Zirconia, is yelling at the Amazon trio. And I will say, we have had a lot of questions about why they have chosen to engage in the uh style of super villainy that they have chosen to engage in it seems that this is on orders right wait what when when, what do you mean like madame zirconia tells them if you can't woo them oh then you are then you're useless uh Hmm. you people are nothing if you can't woo her that's a good point Good for nothing in confidence. So apparently Madame Zirconi is the one being like, hey, I need you to weird seduce these girls before you look in their beautiful dreams. Oh, she's living vicariously through them. Yeah. Like 100%. How very strange. Um, I also do want to point out, uh, well, you know what? To be fair to Madame Zirconia, which I don't know why I'm doing that. I'd rather not. They bring up wooing first. So... Madame Zirconia throws out a picture of Ami, and all three of the Amazon trio are like, eh, not into it. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And Tiger's Eye specifically says, she looks very wary. It won't be easy to woo her. And that, it, to which Madame Zirconia responds and eventually says, if you can't woo her, you're, you suck. Yeah. But it does seem like this is, like, she's not, Madame Zirconia doesn't go, hey, like, why are you worried about wooing her instead right. of just getting Pegasus? She goes, yes, this is standard operating procedure. Yes. <laughs> and then also, uh, there's all these uh, disembodied voices that talk complete smack about them all. Yeah. So all the other, like, presumably all the other monsters that we've been seeing who are in the background just yell at them constantly. I think that's my favorite part of the Dead Moon Circus is the running commentary. 
It's uh pretty good. And so then Tiger's Eye basically goes, oh, we'll definitely do this. Like, on the pride of the Amazon trio, we will get this shit done. And Hawkeye and Fisheye are like, uh, what the fuck is this guy saying? <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, don't worry. We're absolutely going to do this. Uh, and if we don't, then you uh, should just kill us all. <laughs> Especially these two people who are not making these promises. Um, I do love this. We cut to the bar, except it's not the normal bar. It's their summer bar <laughs> out on the beach. I love this so much. So good. This isn't their bar. It's their noodle shop. Yes. They're still sitting at the, the bar in the same order. And there's still weird jazz playing, but it's playing on a crappy radio while the noodle chef makes noodles. It's a, it's wonderful. It is pretty hilarious, if only because of the amazing part where the guy doing the noodles <laughs> tries to turn off the smooth jazz, and and they and they're like, "Hey, turn that back on. That's our that's our theme song." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Go fuck yourself. It's my radio. I'm listening to sports." <laughs> How about go fuck yourself? Yeah. I like that they all came along. Well, like, okay, you've, you've got a mission, but this girl's at the beach. So field trip. Well, also, I mean, also he kind of put it on all of them, even though he's the only one who's going to do anything. Yeah. This is a team effort now. Yeah. Well, they can probably write all this off. Like this will be on the dead moon circuses tab, right? This is on the expense account. Corporate card. Yeah. They have a picture of Ami that they're looking at. Uh, it's a picture of Ami reading a book, because what else would it be? Sure. Hamburger. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, what I, that's what I wanted. I wanted him to pull out, like, yeah, we've got this uh, this picture of this girl who really likes hamburgers, I guess. <laughs> I want to change their tactic entirely, yeah. Yeah, Fish's Eye being like, I could pretend to be a hamburger. hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> Fish's Eye, what are you So doing? juicy. Uh, so from there, like once we establish that they're going after Ami, we cut back to Cool Ice Land 2. The motion picture. Maybe my new favorite restaurant in uh, in Sailor Moon Cannon. What is it called? Um, it's called Cool, cool Ice Land Ice 2. Cool Ice Land 2. Oh, I love it. I missed that. Yeah. Like Cool Ice Land the second? Yeah, no, I, yep. I got there. Like the revenge of? Yeah. Son of. Son of Cool Ice Land. Cool Ice Land 2 Electric Boogaloo. Uh, in Columbia, South Carolina, there are there's a I was about to say a series, but that's not what you call businesses. There's a like a franchise of uh, like Chinese takeout restaurants called China Hut, but they all have like weird epithets. Like there's uh, there's China Hut, and then there's China Hut Two, and then there's China Hut Ace, and then the fourth one is Best of China Hut. And I'm like, that's perfect, because you are not supposed to name restaurants like you name VHS compilations. <laughs> anywhere but the fourth one, then. Yeah, exactly. Why would you not go to Best of China Hut? <laughs> so, uh, I, would, I think they should go to Best of Cool Iceland. Revenge. Cool Iceland Revenge, come on. It sounds kind of like... Um... Like, uh, you know, at uh, Disney World, where they have all the different little uh, world pavilions? Yes. I think Cool Iceland sounds really great. I would go. Oh, it's like Iceland, but better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've heard of Cool Japan. Now have Cool Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> so the scouts are all there, uh, or at least a few of them. Um, Usagi and Chibi are ordering some cool ice, apparently. Rini orders a cup of 
Filipino in the dub. Does she order that in the sub? No, she orders a blue Hawaii. Oh. A cappuccino in the old one? Yeah. Oh, man. Yep. Ridiculous. Yep. No, definitely not. It's my favorite part of the episode. A cappuccino. It, it, why would you, how would you get a cappuccino at Cool Iceland 2? You can get an, look at an ice cappuccino yeah. flavored thing. I guess. Yeah, that's, that makes perfect sense to me. I guess. I thought she just meant like a regular. The ice cap is our national drink, actually. What? It's so good. <laughs> Wait, yep. is that a, is that a, you get that at Timmy's? Yep. You do get that at Timmy's. Right now, they're doing this one where they put chocolate chips in it. It has four times the calories of a normal one. Yep. Okay, so I'm trying to Google what the national drink is. Uh, I, I lied. That's a lie. That no, apparently, though, it brings up that there is a list of national liquors. Oh. Ooh. Apparently, uh, countries do is feel like liqueur? they need to name an official liquor. Well, let's quiz you guys. What do you think the Canadian national liquor is? Guesses. Crown Royal. Oh, is that Canadian? I thought so. My guess is going to be some maple liqueur. Or like a maple whiskey? No, it's Moosehead. It's Moosehead beer. <laughs> <laughs> It is not. It is Canadian rye whiskey. Yeah. So that's Crown Royal. Like Canadian Club. Is that Crown Royal? I thought it was. The kind that comes in the purple bag? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. It was originally job, made for like a, a visiting, some visiting prince. America is so lame. Uh, the United States is so lame that... It's bad. that No, that we have five. <laughs> because we're dumb. That doesn't sound dumb to me. Sounds like it's thorough. No, you could only have but one. But I guess I'm a patriot. Okay, patriot. What are what do you think our five national liquors are? Uh, well, we got uh, Tennessee rye whiskey. Yep. Oh, in fact, that's two of them. Tennessee whiskey and rye whiskey <laughs> are two of them. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. What are the other three? Keep going. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't drink that much. Although, you know what? Wait, hold on. Actually, maybe they're just th- four names for the same thing. Because so, aren't they all like, okay, here's what we got. American whiskey, bourbon, which is a kind of whiskey, right? Tennessee whiskey, rye whiskey, and moonshine. <laughs> uh, that, moonshine. Sounds, that sounds like the official drink of the South, is what that sounds like. <laughs> Can I just say, um, the only reason I'm letting this conversation go on this long is that Whiskey Business is a good <laughs> name. <laughs> good one. Oh, God. So you're going to do a show <laughs> where you and uh, your co-host and a guest <laughs> talk about why you love whiskey so much every week. Uh, maybe. Okay. Maybe. I feel like maybe that might exist already. No, no, Chris, I'm in favor of it because I get money for the spinoff rights, right? So Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> this guy. Always trying to, always trying to, just use me. Use me for my brilliance. Uh, but I also, I should admit, like, I do feel slightly gullible because I really did believe you that it was, that, that ice cappuccino was the national drink of Canada. <laughs> it's the uh, unofficial national drink of Canada. <laughs> That's the family-friendly uh, national drink. Okay. It's the one I can drink in public without stairs. So, yes. yeah. so while there, while she's ordering a yeah, cappuccino, you guys a Sailor Moon for a minute, maybe. <laughs> while while she is ordering her cappuccino or blue Hawaiian, uh, Shingo and Ami's first date uh, is going nicely, <laughs> where they have fought ices together, and uh, they're walking away from the ice place when. Tiger's Eye literally runs up and, like, slaps the drink out of Ami's hand. 
Yep, with such an innocent look on his face, very wistful. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. And yeah, he's got he's gone soft focus, and all the other scouts are in love. Yes, mm-hmm. including including the one who dated him uh, yeah. two weeks ago, yeah. including Minako. Which here's the weird part: he recognizes her. He goes, "Yep, oh, that's the girl who the two-timing girl, two-timing girl." But Minako doesn't recognize him. Minako ain't fussy. She, yeah, she goes through guys so quickly. She look like at faces. <laughs> all about the buns. This little Minako, you know. So Tiger's eye goes to her and goes, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I I've ruined your shaved ice now." My what I'll be honest with you, as a sensible human being, my thought was he's gonna go, I'll buy you a new one and use that opportunity to like, you know, walk with her and talk with her, etc. But no, he walks up to her and goes, I've ruined your shaved ice. Uh to make it up to you, come to my private beach. Yeah. <laughs> what? Warning bells. <laughs> Run. As in keeping with her with her uh title as the smart scout she's the only scout who says no thank you sir all the other scouts are like uh yeah we'll go to a private beach is it is it far enough away that people can't hear you scream sounds great <laughs> last time they went to a private beach it was haunted <laughs> good point good point <laughs> i do like that they have a conversation about it and minika is like i'd fucking go to the private beach <laughs> and artemis is like yeah well you're minika <laughs> Can we talk about what happens with Shingo too? Which is oh my he her to the private uh. beach. Shingo goes into his pimp role to try to uh Shingo shows up with his hands down his pants. Yeah. That's exactly what I wanted to mention. He literally weird. has both hands on his junk and is walking very awkwardly. It is real weird. I don't know what is supposed to be happening there. <laughs> I don't know if that's like, again, I don't know if Shingo is like a visual reference to a character that we would know were we in Japan. Yeah, like some kind of trope. That's what I was wondering, too. Yeah. Like, you know, like like Chibi is the, the mustachioed artist. Shingo right. with his hands down his pants. Anyway. So he tries to do that, but that's when, yeah, Mina smashes him out of the way going like, no, 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 we're all good with this private beach situation. And that's when Ami goes, yeah, no thanks. Uh, I'm, you know doing stuff so no and he is devastated hawksai is devastated by the fact that a girl would actually turn him down like she's because again she doesn't do it in a in a shitty way or a shady way she does it very politely because she's angry she's like no thank you like uh, it wouldn't be right to insist that a stranger take me to their private beach i'm i'm all good thank you so much goodbye it was really satisfying <laughs> <laughs> as as someone who spent a lot of her university years in bars that was that was a really nice good put down i'm learning a lot about you this episode yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah well last episode i said i completely identified with uh sailor venus so that just gives you a glimpse into my this is a a wonderful insight i'm i'm learning so much i was not well supervised (laughs) 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 megan megan left for university when i was like 12 so she missed a whole good chunk of me becoming a person so (laughs) (laughs) that's great back at the bar we get uh some real sour grapes from tiger's eye who goes she's not even that cute (laughs) which is which is bullshit ami's very cute i want whatever he's eating that little what is that it's so appealing 
It's blue. It's round. It looks like some sort of blue ice thing, right? It must be a thing. Because he's eating it with a with a wooden spoon, the way you do like ice cream cups. It just looks so refreshing. No idea. Oh, and then the coolest part of the entire episode is when the bartender wipes the sh- the shot away. Yes, yes. literal we screen that. wipe. Yeah, eat it, George Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is how oh. you do it for real. And I was wondering, like, like Megan said, literal screen wipe. But like, does that like translate to Japanese? Did they know what they were doing, or is that just a wonderful coincidence? No, no, I'm sure that they yeah, they know I, what wipes are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I meant like the actual like the like word wiping, the wipe and wipe. Well, I'm sure the 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 term is the same, right? It's got to be. Oh, I don't know. So, but there, actually, this the shot of the scouts here on the on the beach blanket reminds me of something I meant to mention earlier. Like, it's not cool to bring your cats to the beach, right? <laughs> like, that's not allowed. Maybe not your cats. What? I since I when I don't think you're allowed to bring any cats to the beach. I had a neighbor who um, had a little carriage for a cat. She'd push it around in it. She took it literally everywhere. So I feel like there's some people who would take their cats to the beach. Why would you not take your cat to what is essentially a giant public litter box? They probably love right. it. They, that, that is actually the exact reason, Chris. Because <laughs> most beaches mm. don't love having shit hidden in them. Mm, well, I mean, look, it's, it's nature, my guy. <laughs> yeah, you're not even allowed to bring dogs to most beaches for, for that reason. Uh, last time I was at the beach, which was very recently, it was like two weeks ago. There were plenty of dogs on that beach. I guess it depends on the beach. Yeah. All the other scouts are like, Ami, how are you go- ever going to find a boyfriend uh, if you don't go out with everyone who invites you to remote locations? <laughs> yes. And if Ami, uh, first of all, like, like goes, yeah, not really that into uh, these boys to keep asking. Hint, 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 hint. Hint, 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 hint. Because she, no. she knows Shinko. Right, right, of course. Shut up, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, Avi basically goes, well, I guess I'll just leave it down to the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes, that is what she does. Exactly. If God has already decided who I'm going to be with, then he'll probably have me meet that person at some point, basically, is what she says. Which I, if you had asked me, which one of the Sailor Scouts is most devout to God? I probably would not have said Ami. She, she, like, yeah, of all the Scouts to believe in, in destiny. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, no, Ami no, is that's smart the thing. Enough. Destiny. I would, no, I would accept every single one of the Scouts going believing in destiny. I would accept every single one of the Scouts going. I'm assuming that at some point, my Moon Lover will be reborn, and I will meet them. I mean, that's look. That's completely fair. There's a precedent. That is completely fair. But but to say, God, God, I'm sure God has a plan for it. I feel like Sailor Moon could be like, well, it's really more my mom who had a plan. <laughs> <laughs> it, look, d- different different names for the same thing. That's all it is. <laughs> oh, my God. Ridiculous. In this scene, Mina has an octopus in her hair. What? Yeah, there's one little frame. She's I got an that. octopus in there. I'll have to look for that. Uh, so, okay. So, I've, uh, but I do want to talk about this because, so Ami says her thing about God and half the characters present have like a big uh, revelation during it. Cause first she's like, you know, whoever it is, the like book of revelation? <laughs> <laughs> they, they go, they go, she goes like, Oh, you know, you'll just, I'll just know when I know when I meet my lover and Shingo is like, Oh shit. Like, like, does that mean that 
we've already met and she didn't know. And then, and then Chibi goes, Oh shit. I knew when I met that horse <laughs> <laughs> that we were meant to be. And then Yusagi is like, I knew it was destiny the moment I met Mamo. And I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> you absolutely didn't know that. And, which is funny because again, with her, it was destiny and she had no fucking clue. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, really? You knew it was Destiny from the moment you threw your crumpled up 30% failing test at his head and he told you to study harder because you're dumb? That's a hell of an instinct you have there, Soggy. <laughs> oh, it's so true. It's so true. Deep down, she knew. No, no. <laughs> she did not. Oh, there's the octopus. Yep, I saw it. Octopus yes. in his hair. I think that was like an octopus of emotion. Yeah. Oh, an emotional octopus. Mina's emotion is tentacles. <laughs> now, Chris, do you want to talk about Mako's response? Oh, I, I don't, I don't know if I, I remember it. Oh, I, 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 after all that, is when Mako like leans back with a fucking smug ass look on her face and is like, "So he's just not your type." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what what else would she say? <laughs> Seems completely legit to me, <laughs> my man. Oh, funny! It is, it's, it's really funny. Yeah, she does. She does go. Mm, he's not your type, huh? Which is very true. Then it's it's uh, Ray that starts talking about your man of destiny. Yeah, it's nuts. Wild, wild stuff. She's got to get proactive. Uh, is what uh. uh Ray tells her, but uh, it's not it's not Ami who hears that advice. It's Shingo. And then he's like, hey, Ami, do you want to go on a romantic uh, raft ride out into the middle of the ocean where we can die? <laughs> Everybody wants to go to remote locations. <laughs> well, I mean, Chris, that's, you know, that's what you do. Is is it though? For, like I think for sex. Like, for sex. Is, oh, okay. is what I'm saying. For yeah, sex. Again, coffee shop is fine. For sex? Yeah, why not? It's the nineties, bro. Are the bathrooms that well I gotta nice? go, so um no, I'm, I'm into this. Let's uh let's talk more. <laughs> I'm sorry, Megan. <laughs> no, no. I feel like we're getting so much closer. <laughs> so we get a Jaws homage. Yeah. Uh and then he okay, here's what blew my mind with this. We get the Jaws homage, then the someone is steadily, slowly approaching, and then a fin. The, a fin pops out, a dorsal fin pops out, and then it turns out that it's a tiger's eye. No, no, no. Riding a dolphin. Riding a dolphin, yeah. The yeah. weird part is this. The dolphin is not a monster. Oh, no, it's just a... It's just a straight-up dolphin, apparently. Yeah, regular old dolphin. Well, we've seen um, like a straight up sea lion before coming from the circus, right? Oh. Yeah, but that's, that's like weird, right? They, they, I guess they must have ant- like animals like ours then. Hmm. No, it's, like I just feel like it would have been a much like it would have made a lot more sense if Tiger's Eye had a monster dolphin instead of just a real dolphin. He probably didn't think this through. Like, let's be honest. Well, yeah. Also, don't forget the part where Tiger's Eye accidentally... Wait, you're in... Chris, you're, you, you just jumped to after the act break. 
No, I didn't. No, he pops up here, doesn't he? He pops up here to choke on seawater. Oh, no, we skipped uh, the commercial. No. Okay. Yeah, he pops up here, watches them, laughs, gets a mouthful of the ocean, and then, like, barfs it back out again. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's that's how it happens sometimes. That's what brings us to. Yeah, that brings us to our act break. Jordan, that's me. It's it's we do this show a lot. I think at this point, it's fair to say too much. Probably, yeah. I would. I think so. If people want to show their support for what we're doing, how how would you say they could go about that? All you have to do is go to a website called Patreon.com/slash/SailorBusiness, and there you can sign up to be a patron of our show and. Give as little as a dollar a month or as much as every dollar that you make. That's true. That's true. I have not yet added the uh, the the bonus. You know what? I'll do it right now. All right. All right. Actually, let me do this first. I am not sure who all we have thanked, so I'm just going to go through all the recent pledges going back to uh, the start of May. So uh, I would like to thank, we would like to thank uh, Christine Vivier. Thank you, Christine. Uh, Joe G. Joe, it is very nice of you. Brett Hawk. Brett, thank you so much. Andres Stahl. Andres, we appreciate the help. Uh, Rebecca Rudronoff. Rebecca, thank you so much. Vanessa Cummings. Vanessa, you are much appreciated. Diana Restafro. Diana, thank you so much. And that's all we have for May. So everyone should be thanked. A couple of you might be double thanked. <gasps> but, you know. I don't you know. know. That's just what you get. So, Jordan, that's what you and uh, our good friends, the Carney Sisters, Hello. do some Twitter questions while I go ahead and add the, what was it, $47,000 a month? Yes. Yes. $47,000 a month stretch goal, which, which, which means that we would do the show every day. Or I suppose if you really want to, you could pay us to not do the show, but like, it'll be up to you, I guess. $60,000. Oh, to stop doing the show. We'll stop doing the show. Okay. Good. Even better. Even better. So let's do some Twitter questions. We have recently asked our fans to use the hashtag SailorBizQNA, and we got a whole bunch of responses. Let's see. Uh, in fact, I think one of them was about specifically about the episode that we're uh, watching. So let's see. Ah, Sailor Business, uh, says Ron Ron. Your next episode, hopefully the new Ami and Shingo love story. How after 400 years... <laughs> I don't know what this person is asking. After 400 years, Shingo wears Amy's Ami down and they get married. Also, this episode is visually stunning. <laughs> so what do you what do you think? That's not really a question. Yeah. Uh do you think that maybe after 400 years, Shingo could wear Ami down? I'm not a fan of any relationship where wearing down is required. Yet yeah. On. I mean, I guess did that sort of happen with Yusagi and Mamoru? I don't think so. I think there was some genuine, like, relationship building there that wasn't just, uh... And it's not like one of them was after the yeah. other. It was, they both didn't like each other, and then they both did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I feel like Serena slash Usagi is super into this. I feel like Endamian was into this, and maybe Mamoru has a sense of responsibility. Hmm. 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 
Interesting. I don't want to talk about this, so I'm just over here trying to figure out how to do stretch goal because I can't <laughs> figure it out right now. Uh, well, our good friend Ginny Odo has a question for us, which is... Hey, guest of the show. Exactly. Uh, say there was an evil villain summer intern program. Which villain would the scouts shadow to learn to improve their skills? <laughs> for example, Ooh. for example, she says, would Ami shadow Dr. Tomoe for some hard science studying? <laughs> oh, I love it. Yes. Yeah, I, I feel like that does make sense. Yeah, that pairing, absolutely, that would work. Yeah, I love it. I mean, Yusaki oh. would definitely sign up for a circus internship, right? That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know how well um, Zirconia would handle that. I feel like Usagi would be more into someone who is, like, more glamorous. Like, she would definitely be, like, getting into the catsy stuff. Yeah. I yeah. feel yeah, like, I that like that might be more like Mina or... Even Ray. Yeah, I was thinking Ray. Well, well, keep in mind that the Spectre Sisters are the ones who dropped the all-you-can-eat cake buffet on us. <laughs> no. Yeah, that was Esmeralda. Yeah, they were. Uh, okay, Esmeralda's oh. basically a Spectre Sister. <laughs> I think Esmeralda would be very upset to hear you say that. <laughs> I think Mina shadows Esmeralda. Interesting, interesting. That's Mina or Ray shadowing Esmeralda <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Nobody Maybe Mina think... could shadow Mamet. That's not a good Since oh, Mamet is yeah. basically the evil Mina. Oh, interesting. I love Mamet. I just love her. She's so terrible. Uh, who would who would Mako shadow then? Wait, hold on. The reason the reason hang on. The reason Mina is not gonna shadow Mamet is because Mamet is like Mina because she's not doing her job. <laughs> like the job listing for shadowing Mamet <laughs> is not gonna be we're gonna go follow cute boys. <laughs> Right? I mean, oh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I guess it depends who writes it. <laughs> uh, nobody's going to follow, uh, hang out with uh, Queen Beryl? Nobody? She doesn't do a lot. She just kind of. She twirls that ball. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I guess not. I mean, I guess she, if if anybody needs to learn to be an evil queen, it's, it's Usagi, but. She signed up for circus school. Um, here's another question Malia Cortez wants to know what celebrity crush would each of the Amazon trio have? Oh. I don't know enough male celebrities. You know what? Here's the thing about that question. I was like, oh, that's a cute one. And then I realized, oh, no, it's just gross. Like, <laughs> <laughs> because then we have to be like, what, what madam is the madam killer going to go after? Like, I don't know. It still ends up being kind of creepy and weird. Angela Lansbury. Duh, she's dead? No, she's not. No? She is, she's alive. She is, she is old, but she is very much alive. Okay. That's really weird I, if he goes after her <laughs> i don't know there's something to a dignified older woman i i not from my perspective but i'm sure from someone's perspective they're like shiitake mushrooms they're just more flavorful get out <laughs> that's, that's a callback it's not a personal opinion i mean f- fish eye i feel like fish eye we haven't had enough fish eye would be team jacob <laughs> oh what's that guy's name uh Taylor Lautner. Taylor Lautner. All right. But like but like a teenage Taylor Lautner, not current Taylor Lautner. Oh, is he? No, fish eye like Zach Efron. Oh. Teenage Zach Efron or current Zach Efron? Teenage Zach Efron. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, this is what I mean by it. it just ends up getting kind of creepy and weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then obviously, uh I mean I don't know. Tiger's eye goes for anybody who isn't too old or male. Yep. Yes. 
So yeah. every every other celebrity falls <laughs> under Tiger's eyes jurisdiction. What else we got? It's Crystal Tokyo. Alexander John asks, it's Crystal Tokyo and the God Queen of the Universe is worshipped. What is the name of this new religion and what are its commandments? Oh, that's cool. So what's yeah? What's the name of the religion where we worship? Uh, well, I was going to say Serena. I guess Usagi. And what are Usagi's commandments? Uh, Usagi's commandments are uh, they're all in the form of how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> they're all like how dare you? You how dare you corrupt the love of that a girl has for tennis? <laughs> how dare you toy with the affections? That a cat has for another cat. So there are 200 <laughs> commandments, and they are stated at the beginning of every episode in yeah. the previews. Yeah. Yes. It's, I, look, look, the law is complicated. <laughs> Aaron can tell you all about it. I did. I would counter that every Sailor Moon says is a commandment. Ooh, that's good, too. Ooh, yeah. Man, I was thinking more of the lines of, like, all buffets shall be cake buffets, that kind of thing. But you guys are much more, uh, you're much more credit than I did. <laughs> well that's the thing you know uh, that's a good point though that we don't give i don't think we give usagi enough credit for the fact that when she sees injustice she's not afraid to call it out mm-hmm. like she does make a speech about whatever is bad going on every episode which is nice yeah yeah she's got a better moral compass than i ever really thought about i guess yeah chris uh is is the world a better or worse place if batman did that too did what? I'm sorry. I'm adding new new tools. So oh, much better. So much better. It, it, it did a Sailor Moon style speech every time he saw a crime. Oh, much better. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm trying to even imagine how it would go, and I can't even. How dare you add clown poison to the water supply and toy with the affections of young girls? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Ashokyo. <laughs> um, wonderful uh what's the name of of her religion uh i mean i don't know uh neo serenism or something or something with crystals in it like you know uh i don't know crystals aren't real don't worry about it yeah um, no that's that's chick- new age that already exists so it's neo age yeah <laughs> becky ridranath wants to know uh, our new one of our new patreon backers hey Yay. good to good to hear from you again what would you want Makoto to cook for you? Mm. Ooh. Oh, pecan pie. Interesting. Okay. All right. Uh, I think she'd do a good job with the crust. Throwing back, to the, throwing back to the Deke dub, some of those donuts that Serena wanted so badly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jelly donut. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for some sort of like salmon teriyaki type situation. I feel like she'd do a nice job with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We now have a $47,000 Patreon goal where we release new content every day and a a $60,000 Patreon goal where we stop doing the show. (laughs) So that's like a one-time payment. I mean, like, as long as as the Patreon stays above $60,000. Oh, oh, oh. I I guess it depends. I didn't understand what stop means. Wow. And guess what? It's really there. I'm I'm looking at it and everything. Yeah, I also added a a one for uh, monkey business. If Allie and I get to, like, we'll do the new, the very action packish, very Xena-esque New Legends of Monkey that's on Netflix, which is a great show. Wow, okay. Monkey, and it's called Monkey Business, so that's pretty excellent. Yeah, the show is called The New Legends of Monkey. What is it about? It's about the Monkey King. Oh, it's Journey to the West. 
Okay. Yeah. Is it animated? It is a reboot of the the show that was uh from the 70s that is super popular in in like Australia and New Zealand and uh was very popular in uh, England as well. Huh. Interesting. Okay. So it's it's not straight up Dragon Ball though. No. No, but it's extreme like it is the closest the modern age will or has ever gotten to Xeno Warrior Princess. Oh, okay, I'll check it out then. <laughs> it's no, it's super fun. I really liked it. Chris, what Oh, you mean I, 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 it says Chris might quit his job, and I was like, "Your freelancing job? That's yeah. you, you can't. Can you quit freelancing jobs? <laughs> I mean, you can. You can stop working. I, yeah, that's all you gotta do is stop doing right, I, it. That, I think of it as you just stop doing it rather than quitting it. <laughs> you, you, you'd call up m- m- me at Marvel and be like, "Stop considering me." <laughs> no, I wouldn't actually do that. I wouldn't actually. Do so that. you lied. You lied on this. Yeah. My God. Yeah, I did. I lie. It's what makes me so cool. <laughs> Let's go back and talk about Sailor Moon. Okay. Supers. You know what? Uh, I, I think I forgot to mention. So, so you you mentioned some stuff from after the act break, uh, before the act break. Now I'm going to mention a thing from after the from before the act break after the act break, which is I think we discovered that uh, like Anakin Skywalker, Ami has no father. Uh, can I ask you a question, Jordan? Yeah, please, please. Have you ever heard the tragedy of Sailor Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it's not the kind of story you would hear from a century. <laughs> This is great. I want I want this crossover. Yeah, no crossovers. They're banned. So yeah, uh, Tiger's Eye pops up out of the ocean on his dolphin, which is a straight up shoot real dolphin. Which again, I think is hilarious. Wait, hold on. Are, do we? Uh, are we getting ahead of ourselves? No, we're not getting ahead of ourselves. No, I mean, I guess there, you don't need this scene that you're skipping. It's fine. Yeah, you you don't. You, yeah, there's Look, a button. I don't want to be here all day. <laughs> we're not getting that that. We're not getting that uh forty seven thousand dollars just yet. Oh. <laughs> All right, so the dolphin rides up. Yes, yes, fake jaws. Yeah. In the new dub, they say, "Oh, is that a friendly shark?" No, you idiot! It's a dolphin. But in the old dub, he says that he's a dolphin trainer. I really do like the idea of is that a friendly shark? Because you know what, you never know. It might be. I've been thinking that fish eye would make a lot more sense for this episode. It's kind of odd they went with tiger's eye when there's communication with fish swimming each times they could have done stuff with gender ambiguity and swimsuits i mean look that's you're you're not incorrect but also i feel like if you do this same episode and the villain is fish's eye the target is shingo no thank you no like no thanks i'm good it's a step up from robert though yeah i think shingo's older than robert just by like a year or two that's true. Um, but it is weird that a dolphin gives a ride to a tiger. Yeah. So, okay. So Shingo starts yeah. defending Ami. <laughs> just, I just want to let that one back for a minute. <laughs> we all had to envision it. Shingo is defending Ami. Yeah. Hey, girls don't like persistent guys. True. Um, well, not according to the, like, the Twilight books, but okay. Yeah, well, well. Okay, nope, let's just continue on. <laughs> I have opinions. 
So Tiger's eye goes, oh, kid, you're fucking bugging me. Get the fuck out of here. Snaps his fingers. Does he snap his fingers underwater? Yes, he does. Yes. Snaps his fingers underwater. and Which is pretty amazing. It sucks Shingo through the bottom of the raft into the water, drowning. This is when we find out. This is when you really start to see that Tiger's eye has no fucking clue what human ear is like. Mm-hmm. Like, really, really doesn't know. Because... Yeah, shockingly, if you drown someone who's out on a raft with their friend, the friend is going to probably be more interested in saving that person's life from drowning than you hitting on them. He's like, it's just the two of us at last. And and she's like, dive into the ocean to save her friend. He's confused when he's not like the focus, when he's not the most important person in the room. Yeah, it's, you know what it reminded me of? There's a a bit in the in in the 1966 Batman show where it's a Catwoman episode and Batman's like, hey, cat, like, or, or Catwoman's like, hey, Batman, why don't we just leave? Why don't we just leave Gotham City and you and I can start a new life together and then we'll be together like we both want. And Batman's like, what about Robin? And Catwoman goes, oh, we'll kill him. <laughs> <laughs> And it's one of my favorite moments on the show because it's very funny, but it's also indicative of like, yeah, these these supervillains don't really think about things in the same way that we do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think Tiger's Eye here is very much like, God, this kid's annoying. This kid's uh, really C blocking me over here. This kid's really uh, Pegasus blocking uh. me over here. So he'll just drown. I'll just sink this raft and that won't be an issue anymore. And Avi's like, what the fuck, bro? Wait, did he, like, put a hole in the raft? Or did Sammy just... Oh, yeah. Okay, so then he could have killed Ami as well, so... uh, Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't well thought out. Honestly, I'm kind of... I don't really understand why the raft sinks, or, because the, the scouts find it destroyed a, a few minutes later. And I'm, I don't really get why, because it's just the bottom of the raft that he tore open. Like, the, the outer part that has the air in it should still be fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Are you saying this show's grasp of physics isn't like 100% accurate? <laughs> My biggest criticism. Because we got rid of Tomoe. There's no more hard science. That's true. I miss him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like I said, the scouts find the, the destroyed raft and they are going, oh shit, Shingo and Ami, where the fuck are they? <laughs> Meanwhile, where they are is they're in a cave where. Ami is uh, is is worried that he's dying, and Tiger's Eye is going, "What the fuck? She's paying more attention to this fucking dead guy than me." <laughs> and, and Ami literally says, "Shingo, pull yourself together." <coughs> Not useful, Ami. And then she does some terrible CPR. If you were if you were looking to Sailor Moon to teach you CPR, look elsewhere. It is not good. Nope. It's like what. Three breaths, four pumps, one monologue, right? You I think now it's not even breaths. I think it's just chest compressions. Yeah, yeah. she leaves out all the chest compressions. She does no chest compressions. You got look, you gotta you gotta let it marinate for a minute. <laughs> Take some time. Not do some talking. Not true. No, I'm pretty sure that's how it works, man. Uh you, I mean, you're right. It's it's chest compressions are the number one thing. You're supposed to start with the chest compressions, and then 
I think there is dispute over whether you need to breathe into the patient's mouth anymore. But even if you do, it's it's well after the chest compression. Well, it works. So I, I guess to, yep. to be fair, it is it is it is it is effective. So never mind. I'm wrong. <laughs> Where's the monologue fit in? Yeah. I mean, I, look, this is probably like early 90s science because I've been watching a lot of ER lately and they usually do the monologue immediately before and immediately after okay. the CPR. So the middle maybe it's just it aids in like recovery or preparation. Do you think okay. she's using her tongue though? Jordan. <laughs> Clearing the mouth of any obstruction. Jordan, can I, can I speak to you privately for a moment? <laughs> yeah, yeah. L- l- excuse us for a moment. What, what, what's that? What can I do for you? Stop everything. What? <laughs> Change your life. Go to church. It's your life. Look at your choices. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah tiger's eye is literally sitting there going why are you doing that and she's like not even answering him what like what why are you so concerned with whether or not this guy dies is he your boyfriend <laughs> and she's like he's my friend and tiger's eye is destroyed by the the idea of a friendship i like how close he comes to having a dark night of the soul and then is just like nah. yep He's like, huh, a friend is something you do all that for. Weird. And then that's the end of it. <laughs> and then he goes, wait a minute. I don't need friends if I can find Pegasus. I don't follow that logic, but okay. Because Pegasus will be his friend. He's going to be friends with a horse. <laughs> wait. Mm, I don't know. So Ami saves Shingo. Cries, hugs him. Shingo's like, yeah, sealed the deal. Uh, that's what he says it's a line in the show he does not say sealed the deal in the show (laughs) i i am fairly sure on that point you didn't watch all the dubs so that's right i did not watch uh the creep dub (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what patreon level is creep dub (laughs) Uh, apparently it's uh whatever we're at right now So he one, two, threes her, and Shingo starts to defend her. Shingo jumps up with a giant stick to beat him over the head, but instead gets beat himself over the head by the stick. Yeah. It's a Shingo stick. Is that how it works? Just leave it alone. Well, it's like, a, it's like a moon stick, but it's for Shingo. Gotcha. Uh, but then, guys, did you know that love on a hot beach in midsummer is lovely because it's so short? If and when it happens, enjoy it. Very true. Very true. I did know that. Yes, Sandy, maybe. So wait, can we talk about this though? <laughs> because Tiger's mm-hmm. Eye is like, what? And I'm kind of like, what too? Are they talking about like that? You... Leave it. No, well, no, I know. I really want to know if I... they're talking about. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually going slightly innocent on this because I don't think they're talking about anything filthy. I'm saying no, they're definitely not. They, they should. They're talking about you go to the beach on a hot summer day and you just like see a boy and you start flirting. Like basically, they're talking about like that Coke commercial where <laughs> they're talking about summer yeah. lemon. It happens so fast. Yeah, but that one, that song, guys. Speaking of innocent, that song is fucking not innocent. That song oh, is about awful. fucking. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the whole that's the whole joke of the show. That's the whole joke of the musical. I understand that, and I'm saying this is not about fucking. No, but it is about like you know, you, you meet someone on the beach, you you have a connection, and then you go home. It's about a it's about a, a Coke commercial about two teenagers seeing each other and buying each other cokes, and it's lovely and wonderful. 
I don't know why you're putting capitalism into this. <laughs> because that's my only uh, guide to romance is Coke commercials. Come on. Yeah. I think she's commenting. I think she's commenting on Tiger's Eye disrupting the innocence of what should be like this pure teenage, uh, teenage rite of passage. Yeah. Oh, that's really the summer crush that Shingo has on this uh, on this friend of his sister's. So the scouts are there now. Yeah, everybody shows up, and then we get uh, this week's monster, Punko the Pandemonium. I love her. Who's weird? I love her so much. She's super weird, dude. I love her. Uh, well, then why don't you, why don't you describe yes, Punko for us? <laughs> Punko is perfect. <laughs> She's so awful. She's wearing, she's this little scrawny, blue-haired, cartoony monster wearing far too tight pants and a big baggy, like, yukata top. Um, and she's a, a garapon machine. She's, um, uh, do you remember that episode where Ray used her monster powers to win tickets to the cruise ship? Yes, I remember it very yep. vividly. Yeah, she's that machine. She's that little um, prize-winning machine. You turn the crank, which is a tail on her, leaving that alone, and like you get a red, white, or a gold ball, right? Yes. Except in this case, <laughs> go ahead. The balls are stored um, in a convenient place. Um, she has a, an adjustable bust <laughs> depending on what she is storing. And she can produce the contents of said adjustable bust by thumping herself in the chest. And I love her. It's so ridiculous. I I think she's just sort of hilariously lewd. Yeah. She she's wild. She is wild. <laughs> I really love her. She looks like um. Do you remember the saber marionettes? <gasps> it was uh, no. I never watched it, but it was in An America magazine, so I poured over that article. But it's another '90s anime about like weird bug-eyed anime girls in too tight pants with like balls in their hair. I don't know. That doesn't sound like it. <laughs> it looks very like Oh, wow. Yeah, look at that. Also, I feel bad for you that you were in Canada and had to get Anamerica instead of Canadanime. Oh. Canadanime! You should start that. Oh. If anyone wants to make a Canadian anime magazine, uh, all I ask is a, like, 10% for naming it Canadanime. <laughs> Megan, do you okay. We'll talk publishing after. So yeah, we pick up the pandemonium starts uh, just whipping uh, out these balls. So I, I want to. So the way it works is there's a, a white ball and a red ball. She swallows them both. They they form her chest. She clacks them together a bunch inside of her body, and she asks the scouts, "Red or white?" And they're like, uh, "White." And then now pops a red, and she throws it at them, and it explodes. Uh, so then she does it again. Red or white? And they're like, we're not going to, th- this is, we're, why would we do this? <laughs> and she goes, I like how they always do it the first time. <laughs> of course, of course they do. <laughs> the first time they're always like, we'll play along. And then it never works out for them. Give you the benefit of the doubt. Oh, also, I do want to mention, if you were considering trying to swallow red and white balls and then barf them up one at a time uh, to guess which one, don't. There's a little warning. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very good. Good advice. Very good. That's that's quality so, content. Right so then, like I said, she does it again, red or white, and they're like, "We're not going to pick." And they, she's like, "Ah, well, if you don't pick, you get the blue ball, which is enormous, and it's an even bigger explosion, and it's a problem." Um, I do want to mention, I, I according to Wiki Moon, I looked her up. 
uh, she makes a joke about her golden ball attack, and she's like, yeah, I'm going to use... Oh, I, I can't even say what it is. Apparently, the reason that she can't say what it is is because the fra- the, the, the translation of golden balls is also what they call testicles. Oh. No. Yes. Oh, Panko. <laughs> Didn't you just say you liked Panko because she was hilariously lewd? I love Panko. Don't <laughs> you turn on Panko now. I love her. She's, she's in my top five uh, monster of the day, definitely. Wow, that's that's bold. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. This is, she's she's clacking her breasts together. She's uh, blowing up bombs. Tiger's Eye takes the opportunity to stick his head into Amy's beautiful dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, which, uh, he's which look, we get the same beautiful dream joke that we always get, and I honestly think it's a huge missed opportunity for him to not go. Oh, this one's boring. <laughs> <laughs> like this one's actually like i mean it's like all math and I mean, doctor I shit guess like, numbers are beautiful sorta yeah i mean it's like math i guess i guess <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful elegant system i suppose big missed opportunity you're actually right wow that's a that's a really great note i wish that they had listened to that yeah so uh she keeps on bombing them all and that's when uh, someone shows up to tell them that bombs have no place here. But yes, Tuxedo Mask shows up with the important message that, that beaches are beautiful places and bombs have no place there. That's true. <laughs> Use them for fireworks instead. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Did he take the bus to get here? Because he wasn't on this trip. Oh, he wasn't. You're right. Yeah, he was at college. Doing like, college was he at home research. and was like, oh, I'm needed? Or was he nearby? I mean, he does have, like, Usagi's in danger sense, so... Did he take the train? You no, know, he's got a car. Oh, I guess he right. He can fly. He can fly? Oh, no, he can't fly. Can he? He, can no, he, can. He, he can hang glide. <laughs> he can hang glide. That is a fact. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly enough, we do know that. We do, yeah. <laughs> So this is when this is when she's gonna do the testicle attack, the gold ball attack, and um, Ami yells out, "Cover her mouth!" And Yusagi covers her own mouth. <laughs> yeah, which I thought was pretty funny, actually. <laughs> but then instead, Tuxedo Mask throws his top hat into Falco's mouth, jamming her mouth shut with a top hat. Mm-hmm. Excellent. It's very good. And then Ami goes. And now do your finish. Do I have to spell all of this out to you? Yeah. <laughs> do the next thing too. Oh, right. They summon Pegasus. Moon Gorgeous they... Meditation. It's yep, good. They do that thing. Still good. It's fine. Not it's fine. I, I, everything up to the kaleidoscope part. It's very good. Uh, and then we cut to Shingo Vision. She, wait, she, I just want to say she stages out with the, with the hat in her mouth still, which is pretty funny. <laughs> does that mean, does that mean the Tuxedo Mask's hat is lost forever? I guess so, yeah. It is staged out. Damn. Last appearance, yeah, Wiki Moon, last appearance of Tuxedo Mask hat. You can buy another at the same uh, circus supply store that Dark Moon Circus is using. <laughs> Dead Moon Circus, sorry. Yeah, he could probably get one. You're right. You're right. Uh, so we cut to Shingo Vision. Shingo wakes up. It's all blurry. And then that blur resolves. That beautiful blue blue blur resolves into beautiful blue Amy. He's got a concussion. 
Are you saying she's not beautiful unless you have a concussion? That's rude. No, rude. it's unrelated. Honestly, it's unrelated. very rude. <laughs> so uh, he wakes up. Oh, where did that guy go? Oh, Sailor Moon kicked his ass. I'm sorry I wasn't able to fulfill my role as your quote unquote bodyguard. No, it was nice of you, Shango. It was nice. You're all good. You, you were so brave. You kept him at bay until Sailor Moon could arrive. Can you tell me about this weird pig thing? Yo, it's a mosquito coil. Interesting. It's a little, little terracotta it? pig with um, a mosquito coil in there. I thought it was incense because it's, you know, we finally figured out what Memory's weird shirt is, is that it's incense. Oh, no. Listen, guys, I literally just, thank you for that idea. I literally just Googled mosquito coil pig. And yeah, I see almost that exact same thing. I mean, it's not exactly, but it's pretty damn close. Huh. Let's check out the link. All right, let's let's go look. Let's do this very visual content. Yeah, well, people, if wow, you yeah, at home, it's that exact thing. Wow, right. you at home. Oh wow, pig. I didn't notice there was a chat box. Oh look at that. <laughs> you, you at home, if you Google mosquito coil pig, it will come up immediately. <laughs> I like that this brand is called Funny Buster. <laughs> you know what? We're the Funny Busters. <laughs> I'm the Met. <laughs> Jordan, you're Eugene. Oh. oh, at least they get a this nice car. We're only guests. I guess we get the other two since they only had one episode each. Oh, no, sense. you get to you get to both be the one who is made out of two. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. That's rude. Maybe we could be Professor Tumway. Oh, so there's there's a weird pink mosquito coil. <laughs> Very important to the plot. And then you see that Ami is still going on dates with Shingo. So I assume they are boyfriend and girlfriend now for the rest of the show. No. No, that's completely incorrect. Uh, it looks pretty accurate to me. They're out on a date. While the, the rest of the scouts are eating watermelon, they're out on a date watching fireworks. They're just friends. Mm. They're just it friends. doesn't seem very friendly. It seems, like, romantic. You know what's not going to be friendly is my relationship with you. What? If you continue to pursue this. But I thought our relationship was romantic. <laughs> <laughs> so that does it for this episode. It's time for Sailor Business Says. Uh, where we talk about what we learned from the episode. And Aaron, we'll start with you. Aaron, what did you learn from this episode? Oh, gosh. Uh, I learned some very personal things that I probably won't get into here. Um, <laughs> primarily, I learned that our mother was not screening the media we consumed as well as she should have during that period of our lives. Conco's great. That's what you've learned? Or you're defending? Well, this, is my okay. de- this is my defense. Okay. 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 <laughs> what did you learn? Uh, I learned you can rent dolphins for the day. Wow, that's impressive. So you think it was a rental dolphin? <laughs> uh, it, in at least one version we watched, he he said, let's see. Let me go back over my notes here. I rented this dolphin. <laughs> okay, okay. I guess he said, what do you think, that I rented it for the day? Of course I'm a dolphin trainer. But I choose to interpret that, that you can rent dolphins for the day. Yeah, you know he's not a dolphin trainer, so the other part of his lie must be a lie, too. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, what did you learn from this episode? I learned that apparently pimps will take a bunch of prostitutes to the beach and like ward men off of them, apparently. Jordan. It's a reward for good behavior. (laughs) I am upset. (laughs) The Brockles having a field trip. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I learned. Chris, how about you? I learned that I can't do this podcast with Jordan anymore. (laughs) (laughs) 
can't just can't trust you as far as I can throw you. <laughs> that was good times. All right. So final thoughts on the episode. Again, I think a fun one. It is very weird for them to just like, first of all, it makes total sense for Shingo to have a crush on one of these other you know, teenage girls that's always hanging around his sister. Right. Perfect sense. Weird that they kind of introduce this here in Shingo's last appearance. Yeah, that is weird. Like, this is something they could have established way earlier. And to my recollection, it is not at all. It's pretty bizarre. It's pretty bizarre. Uh, Megan, any final thoughts on the episode? Uh, I guess I, I like that we got to see some of uh, Usagi's family. I really like episodes where we get a, a look at her home life uh, instead of the monster of the day sort of standard template. So I thought it was a really nice one. I thought it was kind of cute to give Shingo a little adolescent spotlight of his own. And I thought it was nice that they had time for an Amy spotlight episode. Yeah, and yeah. I and kind of similar to Megan. I liked that they were kind of removed from their typical environment and somewhere somewhere new, but also familiar enough to us as an audience to re- kind of recognize what they were doing with it. So I, I liked it. Yeah, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. <laughs> um, where does this rank in the pantheon of Ami spotlights? <laughs> Is this the best Ami spotlight? <laughs> no, because they're all they're. What was the most recent one? We had a pretty good one last time. Is this? But do you really think this is an Ami spotlight, or do you feel like it's a Shingo spotlight? Uh, I mean, it's. I think it certainly counts as an Ami spotlight. She is the focal point. Okay. I like it better than ones where she plays chess. Oh, Chesselmania. <laughs> Sounds so good though. That was a. That was like, a I like. One. I like. I like the Gweg one, and I like the one where she has a swimming contest with the Michiru. But I think this one is the most lighthearted. There's the one. What was the one with Viloui? Oh, because that was an Ami spotlight. But we mostly talked about whether or not she was a sexy chandelier. Yeah, Viloui's boring. Yeah, I don't like her. Yeah. Okay, all right. So a mid-length wait, Ami wait, spotlight. I, wait, I thought you said there was one recently that we really liked. Was there not? I think I might have been thinking of the one where she is with the car mechanic. Oh yeah, that one was oh. good. Because we have those episodes that are like right back to back where. Uh, Ami is going to help out this car mechanic, and then Makoto goes and meets a girl who looks just like Ami. And we talk about how they have a type. Yes. <laughs> I Oh, I liked that one. The car mechanic one was good. The car mechanic one was, was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't find it because you called her Amy in the episode description. Oh, A-M-Y? Sorry. Yeah. That's a, that's a Madam Killer episode, though, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh. I was thinking that the theme of this season seems to be infidelity. And that's a weird theme for a show for babies. <laughs> yeah. That is agreed, right? Yeah. Uh, all right. So that does it for this week's episode. Megan, before we get out of here, would you like to tell yes. everyone where they can find you online? Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter as at Spooky Maggie. You can find my website at thequietly.com. And you can find me in comic book shops in the latest issue of Disney Princess. Cool. And uh, Aaron, you do not have a social media presence. I don't, but I'm happy to be here. Yay. Yes. And if people want to hear more from you, you and I recorded our most recent episode of Sailor Business, where we go through virtually all of the villainous plots of Sailor Moon and decide what crimes the bad guys are breaking. I just realized that I totally misidentified who the current secretary of the UN is, so I'm horribly embarrassed, but uh, 
That's fine. <laughs> well, I'm sure Ben Moon <laughs> appreciates you uh, keep, keeping keeping the faith, exactly, keeping, him, exactly. keeping him in your thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> I will forward all the emails to you. Okay. All of the rage, all the flames. Jordan, yes. How about how about us? Where can people find us? Well, I'm online? on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero instead of an O. Um, our producer Jake Mason is on Twitter at JJ underscore Mason. He does a bevy of podcasts, and in fact, if I remember correctly, he's looking to do more podcasts. If you need a professional podcast producer, uh, he is a great guy and does great work, and I'm sure it would do good work for you for a reasonable price. Yeah, Jake does a fantastic job here on Sailor Business, so if you're looking for an editor, uh, keep him in mind. Mm -hmm. And believe me, I've been editing Apocrypals lately, and it's hard. Yeah, so, it takes it takes a lot of time. It takes time, but Jake Jake knocks it out. Jake does good work, so thanks, Jake. How about you, Chris? Uh, you can find me by going to the-isb.com. That'll have links to everything that I do online and comics that I write, which you can get online or at your local comic book store. Uh, there's a Darkhawk miniseries coming out right now, Infinity Countdown Darkhawk, with uh, me and Chad Bowers as the writers, uh, Gang Hyuk Lim as the artist, uh, and Jordan. You uh, were the you were the main editor on that. Yeah, I'm the editor of that book. Yeah, yeah, you're the editor on that book. Uh, we also worked with Annalise, uh, who was the assistant editor. She's great. Uh, but yeah, so if you like us, if you like me and Jordan, go go buy that comic mm-hmm. and tell people to buy it. Because mm-hmm. we wanted we want to do more with Darkhawk, who's just like Sailor Moon, except absolutely not. Not so much. He's, look, he's got look, magic crystal transformation sequence. Space. I, I, does he usually have a sequence? He's got a transformation. Yes, he does transform. Well, does he? he technically, he doesn't, right? He just he swaps. Well, spots. if you read if you read our book, yes. he does now. Okay, well, he does now. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> They're making Darkhawk more like Sailor Moon. Is what he's. We are. That's <laughs> that's the goal. We're doing God's yeah, work. Slowly transitioning. <laughs> oh. Soon, everyone. Uh, that's it, everybody. Join us next week for episode 145 of Sailor Moon Supers, which is called Become a Prima, Usagi's Ballet. And until then, keep your mind on sailor business. Hey, how you doing? Where did you come from? Are you some kind of dolphin trainer? What do you think? I just rented this one for the day? Of course I am.